Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. V-Week on ESPN as we continue Jim Balvano's fight against cancer. Top dog gotta be the top gun. Nothing else matters if you're not one. This division, oh my God. He gives this team an energy. Parsons has him. Touchdown, Tyreek Hill. It's Waddle. It is now officially Super Bowl or bust in Philadelphia. Damn boys. I'm him. By the time they wake up, I already got it in. That's my makeup. Day one, born to win. What? Hey. So, so get me. I'll, I'll reveal that in just a minute. But get this. Seven of the eight teams in the AFC and NFC East would make the playoffs based on the current standings, with the only exception being the 6-5 and five Patriots, who are currently the first team out in the AFC. Those two divisions are a combined 61-28. and 28. That's winning over 68% of their games. That's the best win percentage by any two divisions. Through Week 12, since the AFL-NFL merger, that was 52 years ago. You heard their voices already. We're still trying to get the music credit. It is NFL Live. I'm Field Yates. Look, Look, Look at this, bro. Hey, Field, Field Yates. What's up, baby face? I know that's what you used to listen to before the game. You know Bill. You, you 100%. Know, you know, Downhill you know McGill. Bill a gangster. No doubt about it. Listen, we need to I've switch? Been... Nah, no, we're good, man. Ryan Clark. I told you, though, that Dan may Olofsky. be the whitest side <laughs> of NFL Live <laughs> in the history Stop of it. the show. Stop Oh, Martha's Vineyard, Cross Players, <laughs> Vineyard Vines. Yes. Yeah. yeah, Come on now, are we? Are we? Sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. Do the show, Phil. Come on, do the show. Hey, we got two big divisions that we have to dive into. The yeah, we AFC do. We do. Let's NFC. work. We start in Buffalo, though, as our uh, pass rusher Vaughn Miller left the Bills' recent win over the Lions. That was because of a knee injury. He did not tear his ACL. That's the good news. He's out indefinitely, though, as he continues to assess the injury and figure out when he can return to the field. He hopes it's at some point this season. Still not totally clear. Miller leads the Bills with 38 quarterback Look pressures this season. That's ridiculous. That's top five in the NFL. That seems pretty good to me. No other player on the Bills has more than 12 pressures as Ed Rousseau, excuse me, Greg Rousseau and Ed Oliver made the one person there. They're tied for second with 12 each. So Miller has 26 more yeah. than any other Bills player. That's the second largest gap for any team's top two leaders in pressures this season. So we'll start with our defensive lineman. Swagoo, how much does this Miller injury hurt the Bills going forward? Yeah, it's huge. And you know, what's funny about that stat that we just showed is that you you would think that those guys would benefit from Vaughn, yeah. especially Greg Russo uh, being on the opposite end. Now they have to up their workload. But, look, I said it, uh, what, when he went to the Rams. Like, that's about closing big games, sure. mm -hmm. right? And Buffalo whole intention, like every team, but every team realistically, they ain't going to get to where we think the Buffalo Bills can get. Is Vaughn Miller being healthy and making sure that in those critical moments with 13 seconds left when Kansas City has the ball, we got a guy that can not only get Patrick Mahomes off his spot, but potentially get him on the ground. And you lose that element for how long? I don't know. I will interject this opposite viewpoint, though. 
Vaughn fresh legs in the playoffs? Mm. Okay. If he gets there, if it, sure. If he gets there, like okay. that's something that people need to pay attention to. I don't know what the injury is, don't know how long, but if it is something where he's out two to three weeks and they can maintain, you get in the playoffs with a yeah. fresh leg Von Miller. That makes a difference in the game. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Marcus often refers to him as the closer. Yeah. What he also does is close run lanes yes, sir. as well. I mean, and we spoke about a lot of times with the Los Angeles Rams, how he was such a great run defender. And I believe that goes underrated. And when you think about attacking the Buffalo Bills in the run game, they have been susceptible this year, but they've gotten big leads and teams haven't been able to stick with it. When you think about the things that Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift, and you were able to do as the Detroit Lions, offense and so if I'm playing the Buffalo Bills sometimes my best defense against Josh Allen will be my run offense mm -hmm. I can now keep him off the field this team is not allowed to be as explosive this team is not allowed to make up for mistakes the way that we often see yeah. them do yeah. when they get opportunities for continual and consistent series and so if I'm an offense playing this team I'm also going to feel good about the way I can run the ball now without Von Miller on the field yeah so I think you guys bring up a bunch of good points. If I was the Bills and he is out an extended period of time and he's not going to come back this season, I would go outbid the Cowboys for Eldell Beckham. Huh. I, I just because I would sit there and go, if Vaughn is going to cost me four God, points a game, you. I'm going to score four yeah. more with Odell as long as he's healthy. Do you not think they should get Odell, period? Anyway, I don't either think way. They, I don't think they need I, – I, I absolutely think they should entertain getting him, okay. yes. But if Vaughn is out for the rest of the year, it's go get must him. Have. It's a must-have because you're going to have to go out score him. And this is all under the context of do you think he's going to be able to play in the next month? Right. And right. then do you think by the middle of January, you know, early, obviously, February Super Bowl, Bowl you can, he could give you four to six a game catch-wise, right? Um, I also don't want to minimize Vaughn's loss while, over not, while also not over-panicking. This was the number one defense in the NFL last year. Mm -hmm. As long as... Tredavious comes back and gets healthy, mm -hmm. and Milano stays healthy, and Poyer stays healthy, and Greg Rousseau comes back, they're still going to be a really, really, really good defensive unit, but they're obviously Super Bowl or busted. Oh, I had something to say. Go ahead, Phil. We okay. got to wrap. We got to wrap? Yeah. Okay. We got to move from the Bills to their opponent. They're playing on Thursday at the Wait Patriots, tomorrow. and we're feeling extra patriotic today as the U.S. Benz national team has advanced to the round of 16. That's pretty sweet. Wait, they won? It's official. They won. Great little, uh, like, Let's interjection right that, here. Bro. Listen, we're a football and a football show here. The Patriots offense found its footing last Thursday. Defense wasn't so good. How about this? The Vikings completed 81.6% of their passes on Thursday night. Bill Belichick's been coaching the Patriots forever. That was the second worst game in terms of opponent completion percentage during the Bill Belichick era, the highest since 2008. Man, what a long time that has been. Uh, so, again, the offense looked the best it's looked all season, Swagoo. Yeah. But how concerning was the defensive performance? I was concerned about the secondary, man. Yeah. Like, uh, look, yeah. and we know, look, first of all, let me say this. Justin Jefferson made ridiculous. Stupid. That's really good secondary. defense. I, I walk into the green room every uh -huh. week on Tuesday, and you have your iPad out and you're watching games. Yeah. I want you right now to say who's the lockdown, drag out corner in the back end for the New England Patriots? Safety. The player you point to, that's the problem. That's the problem. They don't have a guy. That's true. What that's a, true. What about and, the Jones kid? And it, young. Young. And, and going to be really good, but this is a complete opposite of what Trevon Diggs was able to do mm -hmm. uh, in Dallas. But let me get back to it. The window, he, here's the issue with New England a, as a front seven guy. When Matthew Judon is not getting pressure, mm. they don't pressure the quarterback. Mm -hmm. And they're not built to pressure the quarterback on the interior. This is a defensive line outside of Dietrich Wise who can rush the passer yeah. at a high clip. This is a physical stop you in the run game type defense. Mm. They don't have a dynamic pass rusher from the interior. And those, win those windows in, the, in that zone, 
have a lot of time to develop sure. because Kirk Cousins had the ability to stand back there. Most of the time, the only time New England gets pressure Judon. on the quarterback is it's when they with, add people yeah. or Matthew Judon. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, Christian Barmore eligible to return in just a couple more That'll games. Big for them. Been, yeah, their big best interior rusher since the start of last season. Let's talk about the offense, though, Dan. They showed some signs of life, yeah, 26 confidence. points. Mac Jones for 382 yards, more than any other quarterback last week. What man. worked for them? Well, he was confident. Um, they got the ball out of his hands. They protected him. I think two things stood out in their past game. Number one, when he was in the shotgun, it was catch and throw, horizontal. Now, I don't know if that's because uh, they can't win in man coverage as a receiver or it's the style of defense for Minnesota. And then the second thing was they put him under center way more when they wanted to go vertical. So in the gun, it was like catch and throw. Let's get the ball to the perimeter. How many quick throws can we get? And then in the gun, or excuse me, under center, it was let's go some play action. Let's get Hunter Henry involved to try to push the, field down, the ball downfield vertically. If that's what they're going to do moving forward, I think there's a little bit of more successful recipe than what we've seen this year. The Minnesota Vikings have given up a million yards in the last three sure. years. Yeah. And they've given up 177 points. Yeah. Right? When you look at Buffalo, then Dallas, and yeah. then now even New England, and we say they found some life offensively. I agree with you, though. That is the question. Why are they a get-it-out-of-your-hand-fast offense, right? Why are they a team They're not built that, with guys like that? You know? That's the problem. Even if Mac Jones was able to take that next step, which we thought he would do this yeah. year, where he could push the football down the field, he changed his body. Do they even have the guys on the outside to right. do it? Hmm. And I don't believe they do. And I think that puts more pressure to me, Marcus, on your defense, yeah. right? You're, you're dinking the dunk and you're getting the football out of your hand quick. And then here comes Justin Jefferson. He gives you 40. Yeah. And now as a defense, right, I'm feeling like oh, I got to stop him because we don't score at that type of clip. And so I think when you look at this team trying to play complementary football, it's extremely yeah, difficult. And the way this team is built offensively, if they don't find pass rushers, Marcus, if they don't turn the football over, this will still be a team on the outside looking yeah. in at the and playoffs. to your point, I think Minnesota played for the run game. Uh, a lot of these were man-to-man -man situations yeah. where Minnesota gave up these plays on defense. Yeah. Fifth credit quarter, Mack, too, Marcus. Yeah, yeah credit back. Played well, made good throws, but I think this plan for Minnesota was to take care of those guys in the backfield. Yeah. We got to talk to the QBR people because how 382 yards, 75 completion percentage, you get 56.8, bro. What kind that, of scale that, that degrade? QBR to me, listen, don't get me. Started. I wonder how many times he was sacked. Right, sacks ding you big time in the QBR. Do they? Okay, well, let's take a look at the rest of the Why division quickly, and let's get to some quick reads. RC Mike White came out and threw right touchdowns, three touchdowns for the Jets. They have to stick with them going forward? I think they have to. I mean, when you look what Mike White was able to do with this team, the offense was more efficient. We actually saw Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore excel down the football field. And also, you could see the energy on this team was different, along with the play being different. I believe that they were surrounding Mike White after the game and so excited for him, not because of who he is, but because of who he wasn't, mm. which was he wasn't Zach Wilson. Marcus, let's go to the Dolphins, as they had five sacks on Sunday against the Texans. It was against the Texans. How good is that deep Miami defensive front? I think they're coming along. They're starting to understand each other. Ingram is playing well. Obviously, you get Bradley Chubb. One guy that's not being talked about enough is Christian Watkins on the interior of this defensive line. He's starting to be the interior presence for the Miami Dolphins. And based on who they're going to have to see in the AFC when they get into the playoffs, it is no better time than to start seeing this group come together and be able to get home on a four-man rush. Other side of the ball, though, Dan, they did lose Teron Armstead to a pec injury. How significant is that? This is legit. You know, every, when he went out of the game this past weekend, they dropped Tua back 11 times. Yes. He sacked four of those 11 dropbacks. If you ask what Miami's offense has excelled at this year, it's the RPO world, it's the get the ball to your hands quick world, it's the move the pocket world. 
how much can they actually lean into that even more play to make week? sure uh, yeah, San Francisco sure to make sure that they don't kind of expose two to hey, unnecessary hits. To your point, they pulled them early. Real yeah. early. I bet you one drive in the third quarter. Not because just the lead. Yeah. The hits. I bet you with that, they'll copy what Kansas City did against San Francisco mm, a little bit offensively. Can't wait for Sunday. Hey, we're just getting started here on NFL Live. As we told you all about the AFC East, but the NFC East keeps rolling along as all four teams find themselves right in the playoff. Hey, Quan, find out what team Marcus thinks has the right identity to make a run. Plus, it's Tuesday. You know what that means. Come on, kid. Touch screen Tuesday. Dano to Dano and our team will break it out by the first place Eagles. Be concerned about the defense. Ooh, it's Tuesday out there. Stay tuned to find out what's going on there. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Monday Night Football returns with Tom Brady and the Buccaneers hosting Alvin Kamara and the Saints. 8 Eastern, 5 Pacific on ESPN, ESPN Deportes, and the ESPN app. The Manning cast is also back. That's on ESPN, too. Coverage begins on Monday Night Countdown at 6. Time now for some read and react. As we say hello again on NFL Live, we begin with the health Aaron Rodgers, of course, got those ribs banged up on Sunday night against the Eagles. He spoke earlier today on the Pat McAfee show about how he is feeling. We're not eliminated. Uh, I got good news with the scans yesterday, so I plan on playing this week. Listen, we are 8-4, 4-8, 12-0, 0-12. I'd be wanting to suit up this week. How come and not I just because it's because that's what you do. You know, when you're, when you're a player, you go out there – and if you can play, you play. You don't need some doctor to give you an excuse. Oh, man, I don't know, maybe one more week. You know, not quite 100%. No. You can go out there and compete, and you have competitive greatness in your body, in your heart, in your mind. You go out and play. What's what do you make of that, RC? First off, there's not a lot of things that Aaron Rodgers says that I agree with, but I agree with what he's saying about what football players do. Now, if I'm the Green Bay Packers organization, I say, boy, sit your butt down. The one thing that we know about the Green Bay Packers right now is that they aren't a Super Bowl team, no matter what their record is. Part of the reason they aren't is because their aging, ailing quarterback can't quite do the things that he used to. So let's rest Aaron Rodgers, allow Jordan Love to play. Hell, you're paying him first-round money anyway. You might as well get 
get something out of him. It will not help the Green Bay Packers nor Aaron Rodgers to force him back on the field if he's just good enough to be on the grass. Here's a fun fact for you on Sunday. Green Bay and Chicago have the exact same number of wins in franchise history tied for most in NFL history. The Bears have had that post to themselves since 1920. Could things change on Sunday? I might have blown someone's mind right there. All right, let's go to San Francisco. I still don't know what the hell you said, Phil. <laughs> hey, I watch that all the time. Don't worry, RC. Hey, so Nick Bosa, 49ers defense, has been ridiculous during that team's four-game winning streak. They've allowed zero points. Zero in these past four games in the second half. That's tied for the longest streak by any team within a season in the Super Bowl era. Swagoo is here. What Phil, stands I'm, out I'm to you about? I'm still trying to figure out what the hell. Oh, the numbers. I got to calculate. Okay. I can go with this break. number. Four okay. shutouts well, yeah, in the second half means zero points, y'all. As simple as that. The San Francisco 49ers are playing phenomenal, and I think this front seven is elite now. They work together at a great pace. They got two linebackers that pull a pin and come down and hit, and they have an absolute finisher in Nick Bosa on the side, on, on the defensive end spot. This team always around this time of the year seems to start bringing it all together and make no mistake about it this defense has as much to do with the success that we've seen San Francisco have in the playoffs and having a chance to go to Super Bowls as the offense has this front seven for this football team together collectively is the best unit in football hard to get stopped right now that much is for sure a team that's not so hard to stop right now is the Bucks on offense especially because Tom Brady and Mike Evans have been out of sync it's crazy these two connected just twice and they had nearly five quarters on Sunday against the Cleveland Browns a game in which they lost in overtime here's what Todd Bowles or head coach had to say about the at least of late struggling connection between Brady and Evans it's a good question you know, some of them were defensive calls. Some of them, we just missed it here and there. You know, we got to get that fixed. We got to get them back on the same page. You know, that, that struggle, it showed up yesterday. Not saying it was anybody's fault, but it did show up yesterday and it showed up a few games before that. You know, we got to get that taken care of. That's crucial for our success. Dan, you heard Todd Bowles there. Yeah. What do you see on tape? Well, I think, first of all, they just have to run too many go routes. But there's a great philosopher named Ryan Clark who said expectations are the breeding ground for disappointment. Between a quarterback receiver, different expectations are the breeding ground for incompletions. This is Mike at the top. He's going to run a go route. Now, when Tom Brady's making that decision to throw the football, the corner's up on top of Mike. Now, I would be thinking back shoulder ball. Ball's halfway on in the air. Mike finally peeks back. Tom throws a firm back shoulder ball with not much air on it, and Mike doesn't have any time to adjust to it. Was he expecting something different? But look at Tom after this throw. He's sitting there going, well, what are we doing? How come I'm throwing one thing and you're expecting another thing. Go a little bit later in that game, third and three. Mike's got what we call a nod route, a little out and up. Mm -hmm. Now, right when he gets to the top of that route, he's going to peek back to Tom Brady. Now, I think that body language is telling him, throw me the football right now and throw out in front. Tom, again, is going to throw a little bit of a firmer ball in the back. Mike has no chance to adjust to it. Oh, yeah. I'm not sitting, that, sitting here telling everybody that it's Tom's fault, and I'm not telling anybody that it's Mike's fault. The reality is, it's both of them. And they got to figure out a way to get back on the same page to get their connection consistently going. Two for nine last week thrown to each other. That's the worst they've been since they became teammates. You know whose fault is partly as well? Martin Emerson. I see you, young rookie. Well, third round pick out of Mississippi State's been awesome for the Browns, especially against those big physical wide receivers. Not even close to done here on NFL Live. It's still to come. Oh, baby. Jerry Jones says he has no worries when it comes to OBJ talking to other teams. Here's why our resident Cowboy, Marcus, thinks the Cowboys should be all in on the wide receiver. He is giving.
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Tuesday, a global day of giving. It's also the start of ESPN's V-Week when we continue Jim Valvano's fight against cancer. You can make a difference today by supporting cancer research, which is needed now more than ever. If you're able, give now at v.org donate. 100% of your donation goes right to cancer research. All right, we had a Monday Night Football tilt between the Colts and the Steelers, and we take it right to Jeff Saturday's house. They're down seven at home against the Steelers. 3.53 left in the game, and Matt Ryan looks deep down the middle from Michael Pittman Jr. Yep. This guy was awesome in the second half of the game last night, making contested catches. All right, you're thinking to yourself, all right, good start to the drive. We're going to go out and get some points. Right. Here's a problem. Matt Ryan gets sacked. He fumbles. The Colts end up recovering, yet Johnny on the spot offensive lineman is a no timeout because we're good. 125 to go. We got all three yep, timeouts. Okay Tom's on that. our side, right? I'm okay with Here's that. Here's the problem, though. Next play, Matt Ryan eludes the Not pressure. Not okay now. Runs no, boy. Fast. 14 out of those 17 yards. Timeout, right? Automatically pop a timeout right no there. That's the rule. Timeout. There it is. And the clock continues to run all the way down to 34 seconds. The next time they run a play, Jonathan Taylor gets stuck. Smith knew it. Finally, a timeout from the Colts. Problem was down to 29, yeah. 28, 27 seconds. Fourth down play, it is unsuccessful. And while after the game, interim head coach Jeff Saturday stood by the decision to not use those timeouts, changed his tone earlier today. Take a listen. Oh, really? On further review. Obviously, there's always things everybody wants to do, plays they want back. I I wish I had that third down back, in all honesty. Wish I'd have used a timeout. Um, just looking at it on film, looked at it last night again, looked at it this morning again and and uh from a time perspective i felt i felt good but the uh you could tell we were in disarray all right dan so it seems yeah. like all of us agree the timeout was the right call at that time there was no timeout called is this entirely on jeff saturday is the quarterback no i mean i'm surprised that he hasn't given matt some uh freedom and in, in control of that because everything's new for jeff and the play call this is i want everyone at home to really understand how this situation gets handled all right okay. so when you go into this drive you get together and say, hey, what's our plan here? When are we going to call a timeout? Now, right the now, rule when that? you got this many timeouts is the first moment you get under one minute, pop your timeout because you got three of them, right? That's initially what the rule is. Right. And then when you get to that third down, specifically even more, call your timeout because this is why. Let's get together on this third down call and talk about what the options are. Hey, third down, we're going to run it here. Coach, what happens if we don't get it? Are we going to pop a timeout? 
Let's call, we're going to run it on third down. And you know what, fellas, if we get the first down, are we going to get up to the line we're of scrimmage? Spike it. Are we going to spike it? Mm -hmm. Are we going to call another timeout? Am I calling two plays in the huddle to get up to the line of scrimmage? Yeah. So that's where the, the, the initial plan of when to use that first timeout and then not using it on that third down caused uh, a lack of operation that I'm shocked Jeff and or Matt Ryan weren't more in control of because that is yeah. a very simple operation to get, get in under control. Yeah, and especially going against a Steelers offense. Like, let's say you do score early. Are you as scared of a young quarterback making what his oh, fifth start as you no, would? Like Patrick no. Mahomes, I get it. You got to kind of thread the needle of scoring and taking up yeah. points. The same, taking up time, I should say, but a little bit different. I know. Swag. Give Alex Highsmith credit for ruining that entire series. Did you see him he said he said he needed to play. Yeah. Oh, but, 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 but that's part of when you rush to the line, right. and we're expecting it outside. You're expecting something right. quick, totally. and if you're playing inside, you're expecting to run. And, and who, when, when would you be worried about RPO with Matt Ryan? Sure. Uh, never. Yeah. Um, Alex Highsmith though makes me nervous. Every Every single week. We started off with the AFC Beast. We're calling it that. Let's get to the NFC Beast as quarterback Kendall Fuller, you see it on this play right here, seals the win for the Commanders this past Sunday against the Falcons. The Commanders are now 6-1 and one in their last seven games. That's the best record in the NFL since week six. And based on the current standings, they would be the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs, which would include every team. That's right, all four of them from the NFC East. ESPN Analytics currently gives the Commanders a 63% chance to make the playoffs. That number would increase to 83% with a win against the Giants on Sunday. They play twice in the next three weeks. Swaggy, let's talk about this Commanders team for a second. What's impressed you most? They've clawed their way back from just irrelevance to right into the play. I got to give our researcher Rand some credit, baby. Yeah, I just here. asked him a question. He sent me this. Guys, think about what this. What you right? got for us? The commanders have pressured opposing quarterbacks 33% of their dropbacks this season. Okay. Fifth in the NFL. Okay. Mm, pretty That's good. what I'm, you wanted out of that group. Last year, we sat at the same table, and I told y'all how selfish this defensive line was. Mm. Yeah. It is so clear to me now that these guys are playing together. And they're staying on the same page. They're understanding rush lanes. They're having communication about if I'm going underneath, you cover my back around. And, y'all, don't get it twisted because we don't talk about this guy a lot. John Allen? John Allen is Monster. a top five defensive tackle yep. in the NFL. Might, might be His higher, impact right? on games kind of goes unnoticed because of the success of the team. Yeah. But I take him – Along with any of these other, I'll take him with Chris Jones. I'll take him with Grady Jarrett. I'll, I'll take him with Quentin Wee. Absolutely. I think they're a problem for offenses because both of those interior guys are playing well. The run pay, I'm yeah. getting to that. Both physical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You don't have to add. Listen, man, the greatest thing about defense, especially when you have defensive line like this, and I know we talk about pressure and getting the quarterbacks, they can play the run with seven yeah. mm -hmm. because they're physical enough. And you do not. Listen, these lines of scrimmage for the Washington Commanders right now, are operating at a very high level, and you better be willing to be physical for four quarters mm -hmm. against them. And that's why the success has started to happen for them up front. Well, you know what normally happens, though? When a team can stop the run, you can normally look at the other side of the football, and they run the football well, right? Because every day you're in practice. Complimentary. That's what's being preached in the building, mm -hmm. though, right? And in training camp, they're saying, hey, look, on offense, we're going to run the football and we're going to practice that every day. So now defensively, you got to bowl your net yeah. every practice because you're taking on double teams, guys getting to the second level, and it's getting physical. Well, what's happened is now that Brian Robinson has kind of emerged mm. yeah, and he's added just a different level of physicality yeah. to the run game, it's changed the entire energy of the team. This mm. team now has an identity. Yeah. They're going to come out. They're going to play tough. Physical football on both sides of the line of scrimmage. You got a quarterback who, just going to be honest, signed me up to play any day as a secondary. <laughs> but when you look at him on this team, yeah. he gives the energy. And it, I was in the stadium this weekend uh, for Sean Taylor's um, installation. Yeah. Shout out to my brother, man. Miss you much. 
And the energy in that stadium is like college, mm. right? It's yeah. almost a collegiate really? feel. Yeah. There, there, there's a feel of like, that's our people. Mm -hmm. There's a connection. I think it's because of the quarterback, yeah. but I also think it's because now they know they have an identity, identity as a team. Yeah. I, I totally agree. I think Brian, Robbins Brian Robinson has changed the identity. I, he's changed the brand of their offense. It's a physical brand. And we have these sayings in football like BYOB, not bring your own beer, be your own blocker. blocker. And that's really what Brian Robinson has brought. Guys, just pay attention to this because I know his defensive guys who appreciate this. This is him at the bottom of the screen. Now, watch what happens when contact gets made on him. That's six more yards after contact. That's, that's not like a, a shifty guy, right? And, yep. and these are this is a first down run. Again, look at the difference between the physicality, right? He's going to get hit for a three-yard gain, but it ends up being second and four because of his ability to get those yards after contact. This is second down run again. Look at his the strength, the lower half. This is their identity. It's not the speedy guys in the perimeter. Mm -hmm. Four yards after contact. We have that saying in football, like one of those backs that always falls forward. Yeah. Yeah. That's who Brian Robinson is for this offense, right? You, you never, you never see this dude get hit and the pile go back. Mm -hmm. It's always, I get hit and I'm just going to keep pressing forward. That's three plays you, that equated 13 yards. You know what's Imagine so great about years. what you just showed, Dio, and, and I'm going to give our show some credit. When we talked about that run game, yeah. right, we had that long conversation yeah. about the, the run game being returned. This is how you become better when you don't have answers all yeah. over the place. Mm -hmm. yeah. You lock into the run and game in your line of scrimmage. matter, right? Man, like, absolutely. matter over Tell the Heineke game. playing with more confidence. You calling plays with more confidence. Yeah. Yeah. The defense is sitting on the sideline getting a breather when you're doing this. And I'm going to tell you this. If you think the DBs that they're playing this week aren't talking about that Brian Robinson <laughs> touchdown yeah. and the way he finished, six. you are out of your yeah. mind. Good point. Look at RC getting us right to the next topic because the team they're playing on Sunday is the Giants. Don't TV this. Let's do some questions. Don't TV this. Quick reads in here on the Giants. Oh, see, What's there. the biggest issue for the Giants right now, Swaggy, who kind of skidded a little bit of late? It's these weapons on the outside, man. Yeah. And look, eventually, people are going to lock in on Saquon Barkley, and they're going to force Daniel Jones to beat him. And Daniel Jones doesn't have the requisite weapons yeah. right now in order to take advantage of that. Brian Daybowl is still a really good play caller. It's a godsend that this team is 7-4, and four, but they're operating at a deficit because they don't have a guy you can look outside and just say, they win one on one. Yeah, I think Marcus, to your point, is then it, the impact it has on Daniel Jones. Mm -hmm. If you watch this team, they very rarely keep him in the pocket. And I teeter back and forth between loving it and hating it. And that's not a hate because I don't think the world of Mike Kafka and Brian Dable, because this is what they have to do. They can't protect a ton, and they don't have guys on the outside to win. The reality is, though, it cuts the field in half. You got minimal options, and so often it's only one to two to potentially run. You can't really stress the field as much as you want to. It's so much as minimize their offense. Let's take a trip down a fairy tale that could turn into a nightmare. Brian Dayball is the fairy godmother, and it seems like the pumpkin is about to re reappear at 12 o'clock, and that carriage is going to turn into it. Brian Dayball has to spend his entire day making sure that this <laughs> game does not turn into a drop-back passing game yeah. because he knows yeah. if it ever gets to that point, they have zero. Zero chance right. of winning. You have to play defense perfectly. You have to be great in situational football and be able to run the hell out of it every week because if it gets onto the pass game shoulders, you will fall. That horse Giants. and carriage was beautiful when they changed say, from a pumpkin. Gi Giants fans it's don't want to hear this, but they're seven and four. Like, this is a great problem to have, great and all coach. of a sudden they're great coach. getting God bless you. They really be seven and seven today. real quick. Hey, coming up next, it's the segment it's you've all been waiting Touchscreen Tuesday. Dan, RC, and am I hearing this correctly? There could be a potential special guest what? appearance. What? I'm talking about that. What? I'm totally what?
Who are you guys right now? Get out of there! Get out of that commercial! Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. The NFL is headed back to Las Vegas for the 2023 Pro Bowl games with Viva! all skills challenges <laughs> and the first ever NFL flag football games on Sunday, February 5th. Tickets go on sale Thursday, December 1st. I'm going out every in the night. Meantime, I'll be there with you, Swaggy. I'm going out I'm every lucky. night in the club with me, baby face. Oh, duh. In the meantime, the Pro Bowl uh, roster is in your hands. Scan the QR code on the screen to vote right now. 11 to be there. Earlier today, Adam Schefter got onto the tweet machine as he is wants to do. And here's what he had to say. This one comes uh, on Sunday, actually. And this was a quote from Schefter. Here's what one executive on a team on a team linked to Odell Beckham Jr. said this weekend about a potential landing spot for the free agent wide receiver. Quote, it sounds like it will be Dallas. If you're in Vegas, your two to one favorite is the Cowboys and everyone else is five or six to one. Mm. Jerry Jones had this to say about OBJ this morning. We have to have this year. It's very important. The things we do uh, to have him impact this year. So uh, this year has to be a big, uh, big part of it. Now this year's, of course, we have six regular season games in the playoffs. We've got, to, in my mind, almost the whole show ahead of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but we've uh, got to have a situation where we can uh, really contribute now. Should your Cowboys be in win-now mode? Absolutely, they mm, should. That's a beautiful Based thing, on the huh? success that they had. And look, this plays a lot into Cooper Rush played four games, and they won three of them. Yep. Um, and now Dak is back. This offense is looking very high-potency. High and when you add Odell Beckham Jr., you force defenses, one, yeah. to play you a different way. And this team is a running football team. They want to win with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. And when those opportunities present themselves downfield, they need to be able to hit them, and it'll help C.D. Lamb, too. I like being in win-now mode, especially when you got a team in your division that's very good you got to compete with, that being the Eagles. But they suffered a big blow on Sunday night. as C.J. Gardner-Johnson suffered a lacerated kidney that could land him on IR, still waiting on a specific timetable. How good has he been, though, since getting traded before the season to Philly? He leads the NFL with six picks this mm. season. Let's talk about this Eagles defense a little bit more. And we hand it over to Dan and RC for one of our favorites, Touchscreen Tuesday. Let's go! Man, that juice. Hey, my guys, everybody has a weakness. Samson had his hair. Achilles had his heel. 
And you know, David hit slang Goliath with the slingshot. So who's gonna have the slingshot? Who's gonna have the arrow? Yeah. And who's gonna have the scissors that can take down the Philadelphia Eagles? I think Eagles. there's two things that you have to be concerned about Philadelphia right now defensively. When they play your middle field open defense and then their defensive line taking on double teams and run game. Okay, middle field open defense. What I mean by that is there's two safeties and the middle of the field is gonna be an area where we can attack offensively. And when you get into the situation and you're middle field, it's two questions. One, do I wanna try to stretch you with your deep coverage or do I wanna and try to stretch you with your underneath guys? Also, here's what happens, right? If I'm Aaron Rodgers and I'm looking at this defense, they're giving it away by showing me what Bradbury's gonna do. We know we're gonna have a cloud on the bottom. Right. And he's playing catch technique up top if you're Darius Slay. So you're thinking right now, any inside routes or China's are going to be taken away. Exactly, and I'm going to run basically the same concept, right? I'm going to take my guy, run him on a seam, and here comes a shallow. I'm going to take my guy, run him on a seam, and here comes a shallow. And I told everybody, I want to stress these underneath defenders. It's fourth and five. Here's my thing, RC. When I watch this defense play in their middle field open coverage, yeah. I don't see enough of contact by these guys underneath. Well, right here, sl this. Slow it down right here, Dan. First of all, guys, we've done this a lot of times. The touchscreen Tuesday is a great day. I don't know what the hell is going on with this team underneath. <laughs> right, so outside, you're going to see Darius Slate He's going to start in with the China, but right away we can tell the middle backer is eyeing here because his eyes are straight outside to Aaron Jones. He's not able to get hands on or get any depth that's going to allow him any help to these split safeties. And that safety being outside and that backer inside, that's yep. your proper leverage. Exactly. Correct? But that's my point with this play is like the, the moment where that backer doesn't get any type of contact on that receiver and that safety stays that's outside. Trigger right now. That safety? He's yeah, got a trigger right now. Trigger right here's now. my thing. I'm going to get Watson to Ben. That's an easy completion. Also, RC, looking at the bottom of the screen as well, if I wanted to come down here to Alan Lazard, the difference for me is this guy is carrying, exactly. this guy isn't. Why? Exactly. Hell, I don't, don't know. know. Okay. That is the problem. If you're not tied in with the underneath coverage and understand how are you going to take some pressure off of these safeties, Aaron Rodgers and guys like that on fourth and four are going to have their pick, and they seem to be using inside the numbers to attack the split safety And this defense. is why it matters to me, because if you're the Philadelphia Eagles, you're going to have to beat Dallas. You're going to have to right. beat San Francisco. Yep. Where do they throw the ball a ton? Over inside the middle the of the field. Yep. Now I want to go to the double team in the run game and how much they're right. struggling to do that. Yep. Okay, you're, what you're going to see right here, RC, is watch this double team on the left side. Yep. This is where I think the Philadelphia Eagles are really struggling, so holding up the points. Wait, right, right, right. So, yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. so when you – hey, man, why the hell I'm talking about attacking a double team? Marcus, you ain't do this in real life. First of all, I want to thank God and my mama uh, for giving me an opportunity to be in this moment. Right, What's so up, fellas? This is what I want everyone at home to see. Like, this is an access point. This defensive tackle, right? He's going to be the guy that's really going to have to handle that initial double team. His starting point right there is basically at that line of scrimmage, that yep. line, but really his left foot touching that hash. Watch what happens when my center and my guard. Look at when it, when my back gets Absolutely. aligned. Look at the displacement that I now have on that. Dan, What's going I, on with that I also want team? you to go, go back to the before the ball was snapped yeah. because this is very important for people at home. I want you to pay attention to this gap. This play was already created for a cutback based on the alignment. Look at the width between this guard and center as opposed to this yeah. guard and center. Watch where the inside double team happens. Dio, run it. Run it, run it, run it, and stop it right there. Okay, the hardest play for a defensive lineman in the NFL to play is an inside chip block. Why? When zone is moving your momentum already there. Okay. The answer to this is to play north and south. Yep. The defensive tackle has to knock this tackle back. Get these guys on different levels, okay. okay, and then sit down in that gap. And the most important thing is you're declaring it for the linebacker up top to know where he needs to fit. But this gap here started before now, the ball was hey, The other piece of it is this too, though. 
Dan. We can't be getting cut off here. We can't get cut off here. And we're only going to have the insert by the by the cornerback because Cobb is going to come inside. We are ga not gap sound anywhere if we're the Eagles. And here's my thing. Like, I want everyone at home. This isn't me cherry-picking clips. Mm -mm. There's four, five, six plays like this where I got a di double team getting displaced. I got nobody cutting off backside. Offensively, I'm going, right, I'm going to throw the ball over the middle yep. field, and I'm going to double-team the heck out of your defensive line. Yep. Here would be my question, Marcus. What's the answer? Like, what's the answer if you're the Philadelphia Eagles and their fans are what? How do they get better at this? Because they're going to continue to it. See starts it starts at the beginning. Go back, D.O., again, right? This is a communication that you have as defensive linemen. We used to call this big truck. Big truck means this gap is wider. This is pre-film study. That's letting that linebacker know I got to get there right so, now. So the linebackers got to scoop. Linebacker scoop. You get you get uh, Sue on the inside of this, and you play everything back into your free hitters. The worst thing that can happen right. is you see this distortion right here. Right. That's distorted. That's distorted. That's distorted. That's distorted. It's no way you can play this run. Nobody on this defensive line right now is declaring where Another the ball part, is going. Hey, to and the stop. last part is this, guys. If you're going to get beat up front on the back end, we have to get sound. We need to get a blade of grass to defend. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need Darius Slay to run to the football there you go. like the football is golden, like the football wins game. If Darius Slay runs, we have a cutoff defender here, we have a defender here, and now C.J. Garner Johnson can be the top of the funnel or the top of the triangle. That makes it a much easier tackle on the back end. Now, listen, we've seen Giants be slain before. The Philadelphia Eagles have seemed like one the entire year. If they don't get this fixed, yeah, that will I be agree. the Achilles heel of this team. You You've seen a young Dan. You've seen a young RC. But it's Touch Screen Tuesday. We got to see a young Spears right here. Swagoo is in the house. That man nailed it. That man nailed it. That man nailed it. Listen, I'm crunk. Them boys in the body. They done let me get up in here. That's what my wife married right there. Okay? That's what she said back at home. She didn't marry this. She married that. Look at that boy with them big diamonds in his ear. I was getting them cowboy checks. Yeah. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. Hard act to follow. We're coming back for more next. <laughs> NFL Live is brought to you by Willow, an all-new original series streaming this Wednesday only on Disney+. The Chargers said who needs overtime this past Sunday when they opted to go for two with seconds Loved left it. in the game rather than kicking an extra it. point to send the game to an extra period. And what happens? 
Austin Eckler scores the game-winning touchdown. Gerald Everett gets the two-point conversion. They go up. Brandon Staley is like, what's up? We win. They were down 10-0 on Sunday before storming back for another comeback win. It's actually the fourth time this season that they overcame a deficit of 10 or more points to win. That's the most such wins in the NFL. And over the past three seasons combined, the Chargers were 1-23 in that scenario. That's wild. RC, how do you explain the Chargers' newfound ability to come back and win games well, from behind? I, well, first off, when you have an alien that plays quarterback. Yeah, that, that helps. helps. Right. That, that absolutely totally helps. Enjoy. But I think it plays right into the aggression of – <laughs> <laughs> right into the aggression of Brandon Staley. Brandon Staley isn't scared to take chances, but when you're in a position where you can't lose, you're right, okay, we're already down 10 points. We have to be aggressive. We have to go out there and make plays. Brandon Staley is the perfect coach for that. What I also like is he's found balance this year mm. between analytics and fear. It was so many times it was only about the numbers to him or just proving to people that he can be aggressive. He understands who is on his team now, where they excel, and he's putting them in those places yeah, and in right. those spots. Now, is he perfect? Absolutely not. But he's finding ways to continue to get this team back into games. And I feel like if number 10 has an opportunity to win it, you have the right guy with the skill set to do it. I think your point of last year is totally true because last year he even came on this show and was like, I'm just trying to create a, a mindset, a culture. We're going to do whatever it takes to win. I don't think the question has changed, though, for the Chargers. It's just in the past it was, well, who's going to be the guy to make the play to lose the game? Now it's who's going to be the guy to make the play to win the game. And really, like, how many teams in the NFL can we say – what the Chargers are doing could also do. Because not only are they finding ways to win these games, they're Look doing it without guys. their left tackle. Their right tackle went down this past week. Their premier pass rusher, he's, you know how many snaps? You know how many snaps Keenan Allen and Mike Williams have played together this year? Six. Six? Six. Yeesh. So not only have they found ways to win close games after deficits, right. but they're still in, in the hunt, so to speak. I honestly don't, and if you look at, if you think about it, like, do we have a coach that can kind of guide us through anything? Mm -hmm. Yep. And do we have the quarterback that when guys go down, he's good enough? He could put us, oh, guys, I got you. Put you. I'll put you on my back. That's Justin Herbert right yep. now for the Chargers. Dude, they can't protect him. Straight up, they cannot pass protect without their two tackles. You want to just watch a guy that finds a way? Just make plays, dude. I don't, I don't care what it is. If you got to run, you got to throw, you got to get outside the pocket, whatever. What's going on with the Chargers right now is not getting enough of national attention. If they win another one or two and they're really in the mix, yeah, the, 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 re will. the reason is we expected this team to be Kansas City Chiefs and compete. Fair and so point. six and yeah. five isn't good but enough great. for what the no. expectations were. Sure, but those, so, that roster's been yeah, depleted, right? Exactly. In fairness. Yep. AFC West has been disappointing. Mm. Sure. And I think oh, that has a lot to do with yeah. it. Yeah. Listen, man, to me, this is about Keenan Allen and Mike Williams. Mm. Because what Dan just pointed out, what you talked about, RC, when you have your guys and you've been through a storm, like we talked about Dallas. When, how are you going to weather the storm? Because mm. we all know you're going to suffer big injuries yeah. on your way to a pursuit to win games or getting in the playoffs. We all know at times guys are going to miss significant time or you won't have it all. And so many questions, to your point, Dio, have been answered in the absence of a borderline Hall of Famer mm -hmm. in Keenan Allen. Yeah, Mike Williams is a matchup nightmare when you start talking about red area, 50-50 balls, the great arm that Justin Herbert yeah. has in order to push the ball downfield. Austin Eckler should get a raise, right. like yeah. just on player. GP, yeah. for, right. for as much of the load he's carried yeah. without these guys. Now you're starting to get guys back, yeah. Yeah. and it, it, it really infiltrates the rest I, of the team. I Confidence was wrong. Starts to I was wrong. They played 46 snaps together, Mike and, okay. and well, yeah. still nothing. First three still games. Very few. Yeah. Last Last yeah. thought here, RC, is I know that we talk about analytics all the time informing Brandon Steele's decision-making. I think the big biggest driver behind his confidence is that 
he believes Justin Herbert is the best player on the field in every game. How much can that impact the locker room? I, I think it impacts the locker room a lot, but you also have to empower him, which is what Brandon Staley has done. Brandon Staley has shown that he has the ultimate confidence in number 10, and that permeate, permeates throughout the locker room, and they feel the exact same way. Good on him. Brady's back tomorrow, but thanks for letting me hang out for a day, guys. Man, it was cool, man. Good Tuck it. That's right. We're off. <laughs>